Um, what's up, world? It's the the <laughs> M Lo Show, M Lio Show, M Lio Show, uh, M L Y O. My life, your opinion. Um, it's my first time doing a podcast. It's gonna be kind of different. Uh, <laughs> I like it though because I get to tell about my life and give people an inside look on what it's like to be, I'm going to say a below average black male in, in the United States. Well, in the southern part of the United States. Below poverty level, yeah, I guess uh I don't know. I just want to give y'all an insight of what my life looks like or what you think somebody looks like that they look like they have it together or if you ever seen that guy hops out of the hoopty and he has on a, a gold chain and a gold ring and he's dressed nice but his car is a piece of crap. You know, that if y'all ever see me that that, that that's me until otherwise until you know my life shifts or changes because right now i don't have a lot of control over my life situations you know be it is it may over the choices that i made over my life over the past but a lot of things happened that that were clearly out of my control but you know i'm not here to play the blame game i'm a grown man you know but i just want to give y'all a peek into my life you know for a second Okay, um, I'm 5'9 and a half, I'm 255 pounds, <laughs> uh, 60% muscle, 40% fat, so I'm not all blabby and flabby and all disgusting looking, you know, I'm okay, you know, let's just say I'm, I'm almost ugly in the face, you know, because I look good, <laughs> and, you know, like I said, your opinion, but as far as mine, I look good. Anyway, um, I was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to five, uh, to join a clan of five, <laughs> which means, yeah, I got, there's five of us, my mom has five kids, and we all have different fathers, this is, it's true, yes, we all have different fathers, oh, I bet you guys are saying, oh, my gosh, your mom is a whore, well, Whatever you may think, that's your opinion. That's why I call this show My Life, Your Opinion, because you're going to say what you're going to say. But how can I not have haters? You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm another person in the world. Everybody going to hate on somebody eventually, you know. Well, if you ever got something against somebody and you don't know that person, you never met that person, or you talking down on them, and you never even seen that person, that's called hating. You can do it from afar, you can do it up close, you can do it behind their back, you can do it in front of their face, you can do it to the left, you can do it to the right. Hating is hating, period. Anyway, I'm just here because I just found this app and I really want to express myself through it. And it's free and, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands all the time. So I just rather use it for something good or something that somebody can hear, you know, that possibly could, you know, change somebody else's life or tell them something, you know, give them something interesting to listen to. You know, I just want to be heard. But not on a major public level because I don't have, man, I ain't ready for all that, man, because it's a lot that come with that. You're on the public eye a lot, man, shit bound to happen to you. 
You think I'm lying? You see it on the news and TV all the time. So, nah, I'd rather just be on social media creeping around and, you know, getting a few fans here and there. But anyway, back to my life. Um, I was born in 1992, like I said, Forest General Hospital in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hattiesburg. Hub City, as they call it. Um, yeah, I have an older brother, an older sister. I have two older siblings and two younger siblings. We all have been apart since I've been about eight years old. We all got split into foster care because of um, my family issues. Um, you know, being a strict Christian household, there was a lot of beatings and shit that was basically like rituals type shit after you like do bad stuff in church and what I mean by that is literally like falling asleep or laughing or playing in church and you know we like kids and if you ask me if you between the ages of one to eight no I'm gonna say forget that I'm sick I'm tripping from one to I'm gonna say twelve you still a kid. You know what I'm saying? You still do dumb stuff. I mean, of course, people still do stuff when they grow up. But, you know, as a youthful child, as a adolescent, you, you know, it's, it's lessons where you just do silly shit on, on impulse, like, without a shot of a doubt, without thinking about the shit. So, yeah, we used to do crazy stuff. We was kids. So, every time we do something crazy, we get whooped for it. And it wasn't even crazy, just kid stuff. So, you in church and you act like a kid, we got whooped for it the next night. And these wasn't freaking average whoopings. These was like slave beatings. Like, this how you knew this shit came from generational curses or something from slavery. Because we got beat like animals. And it happened so much. All over the years, eventually, um, it caught up. So the night, uh, the night before 9/11 happened, you know, when the Twin Towers got blew up or whatever, government conspiracy, blah blah blah. Um, the next day, I know we was at school, and that night, the night before that, we had fell asleep in church or at a church meeting or something like something wrong with church, and then we end up getting home. And when we got home, we got the beating of a lifetime by damn near everybody that was in the house at the moment, which means my two aunties, my grandma, and my mama. So, and when I say all of us, I mean me, my older brother, my younger brother, who just happened to be there at the time. And he was like spending, well, he was like there for like two weeks or something visiting. And we, he stayed for like a couple of, it ended up being like two months instead of two weeks. So, that night, we got. Double team, like all of us, all three brothers got our ass whooped. It was so bad to the point to, like, we couldn't sit down and shit. And my brother got up in the middle of the night and was peeing blood. And when I say my brother, my little brother, my little brother got up at like 3 a.m. and was peeing blood. And I ain't gonna never forget that shit because I had never seen it before. Being a kid, some shit just burning your brain to where you just never forget it. And yeah, my baby brother got up. And because, you know, when they baby, your baby brother, you got to get up with him and go to the bathroom. So me as being the other big brother, I got up with him and went to the bathroom. When I seen P, it was blood coming out that shit. And that shit scarred my brain. 
Okay, so mark that down in your head. So we go to sleep, wake up, go to school, 9-11 happened. You know, that's crazy. You know, everybody watching TV, they told all the teachers to turn on the TV, turn on the news. We in there crying and shit, all that crap. I wasn't crying. I was just like, whoa, wow, damn. You know, I'm a kid. Look at this shit. And I got my ass whooped last night. You know, all type of crazy stuff. So then all of a sudden, the intercom comes on and they called me to the office. So when I get in the office... I see my little brother standing over there, and I see this white lady with a suit on, this white man with a suit on, and I see my principal sitting at the desk. And so, you know, um, all that crazy stuff going on, my ass still hurting from the beating that I got the night before, literally, like, I had blood on my drawers. And, you know, as a kid, you wear tighty whitey, so, you know, when I, I remember pulling my pants down to take a shit, and I seen the blood stripes. From the ass whips. Oh my goddamn drug. Like that shit was crazy. So that was normal in the house. So then uh they start asking me questions about home and all. I knew from that point on it was finna get weird because that shit had never happened before. So they start asking questions about home and household and all this and all that. And before I knew it, you know, trying to defend the shit before it got out of hand, you know, like, nah, everything okay. Um, nothing. Blah, blah, blah. My little brother done already told everything. I guess he had never, you know, I told you he had spent the night. You know, it didn't end up turning into like a month or so because they had ended up bringing him some clothes shit because my mom and his daddy got into it or some shit. So he ended up staying long then. He wasn't used to that shit. So when he got his ass whooped like that, I guess he went to school like, man, I'm finna tell somebody, fuck that shit. I guess. I don't know. But he ended up telling the teacher that goddamn he got his ass beat. That's why he couldn't sit down and all that. You know, I'm not trying to say nothing was wrong with that. You know, he got his, you know, I guess we got out of that situation. I don't know if that was good or bad. But I'm just here to tell y'all my life, your opinion, like I said. Okay. Um. Then he told them, goddamn, what happened the night before. And then all of a sudden, the lady was like, we need to take a picture of your backside. And I'm like, what the fuck? In my head, you know, knowing I wasn't even cussing then, but I knew what that meant. So when she, you know, I, it was kind of embarrassing because I got these four white people telling me they need to look at my ass, man. And I'm like nine years old and they tell me we need to see it. So, you know, I was, you know, and then the dude came over there, you know, you ain't got to be nervous. We just here to help you and all this shit. So I pulled my pants down. And right below my age, you know, they seen the whips and shit and took a picture of it and they showed it to me. I had never seen this shit. They showed it to me and that shit looked like a slave back, like whips all across that bitch, like X's in the skin, bleeding. And yeah, that's why I couldn't sit down. You know, I just thought my ass was still hot from the night when really I had whips and stripes across my ass. And <sighs> really, so I'm serious, y'all. This is real. So. You know, they showed me a picture. It blew me away, you know. And it, I'm staring at shit, you feel me? She was like, you didn't know that it... I was like, no, I didn't know. You know, I saw blood on my jaws, but I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was, you know, a couple of scratches. Or so. I didn't think it was that bad. You know, so then, you know, they had told me they seen the same thing on, on Brian. And then they end up calling my my big... Our, our big brother to the office. The oldest... And goddamn, they asking the same thing. Telling goddamn, we need to see your butt. What's going on at home? He look confused, like who the fuck snitch? And I'm looking like, man, it wasn't me, bro. But anyway, we through, we screwed now, cause they know. So they told him the same thing. We need to see your ass, and they saw the same thing. Next thing you know, 
They was like, we're going to get y'all some help. We're going to get y'all out this situation. You know, me being young, I'm like, okay, nah, I want to go home. I don't know none of y'all white folks. Fuck this shit. This really was the closest in person I had been to white folks besides having teachers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I was just used to seeing my mom and my auntie and them every day, all day. Just them, you know, rarely going to stores and shit. Because, you know, we was poor. We didn't have shit. So, okay. Then when that shit happened, they ended up keeping us. And then they took us to the DHS office. And, you know, we got a social worker and all that shit. And then cried and told what happened. Now, everybody told everything, basically. So, they ended up taking all us away from my mama. And, you know, I could just still, this day, see that bus pulling up. Because she always waited at the bus stop for us to get off. If she was at home. If she was at home, she was always at the bus stop trying to get all of us off the bus. And it would be me, my little brother, and my big brother. Because we all went to the same school. And, yeah, my little brother ended up staying or whatever right before we got put in the foster care. So, them couple of months that he stayed, or he would have been with his daddy. You know what I'm saying? He was with us, so he ended up getting the foster care. And he, if he would have just stayed with his daddy, he would have been straight. But anyway, I'm not trying to justify the situation, but I don't give a damn what you think. I'm just telling you the backstory to the shit. So, yeah, that shit happened. Then, um, my first foster home, we ended up moving in with these old people. Um, I don't remember their name. I just know her name. The first lady, her name was Miss Dorothy. She, it was two old people. It was a light-skinned old lady and an old black man. They was going to church all the time and shit. So it was just like I was staying with somebody, grandma and granddaddy, going to church every goddamn day all the time. And I'm not used to this shit. You know what I'm saying? You could tell they wanted kids real bad or whatever because they had, you know, shit set up. But, like, they used to have foster kids there or they had grandchildren or some shit. You know, we didn't stay that long or whatever, you know, because it just wasn't no good fit. And then, you know. I just found out um, a couple of months ago, well, not a couple months ago, about three weeks ago, I was just on the phone with my big sister, and she told me, you know, because when we was there together, we it was me and her first. Me and my big sister, we stayed together in the same foster home together for a while. I'm going to say like a year. Oh, I ain't going to say, I'm going to say like six months. No. Yeah, six months. So then she got kicked out and I was trying to figure out why you know and I asked the lady well, you know how why y'all take my sister away you know why I got split up from my sister you know then she was like oh she was being bad stealing and being bad at school and all this extra shit which really I didn't see no sign of that shit when I was there cause you know I was there we stayed there you know I didn't see her you know what I'm saying so come to find out my sister told me goddamn the dude the older cat was goddamn touching on her and shit at nighttime and shit. And when she went there, goddamn trying to touch on her and shit. And when she went to tell the foster mama or whatever, the old lady was like, nah, you tripping, my man ain't gonna touch you, all this crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So my sister, I guess she flipped out and went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because this lady, you supposed to trust her and trust them. We stay in these strange ass houses we ain't never been to. And now this stranger touching all on you i can't you know i really felt sorry for my big sister i did not know she was going through shit like that so she ended up getting split away from me i ended up staying there for probably like a year you know and then i ended up acting up because i didn't want to be there no more i was tired of and vibing out it was boring you know staying with these old people this shit was horrible so um i think i ended up moving to what was my second i ended up going to a couple of group homes this really was a blur you know my life in my young years, it was really a blur. That's really why I have the mentality right now 
of like a, a 21 year old like but I'm finna be 26 and I still feel like yeah, I missed a whole big ass chunk of my life and don't even remember half of the shit because of the, you know the way I was raised or how my background turned out that I didn't even have no control over so okay um Stayed in a couple group homes, tried to enjoy, you know, you know, get the little freedoms out of the shit, you know, having social workers and shit, you get, you know, vouchers for clothes, and I ain't talking about like this shit, you just go check cash a check and get money at the mall and buy a ball, I know, you gotta wear Walmart clothes, Target clothes, and I was a thick, heavy, I ain't gonna say heavy set, like chubby, but I was, you know, a little chunky little dude, you know, husky. You know, I was wearing husky clothes, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, goddamn, that was the most satisfying shit to wear as a, as a you know, young black man. Because, you know, shopping at Walmart and shit, you know, other shit like that, you get whack-ass selection. So, you know, I stay getting roasted at school and shit because all other black kids had fly-ass shit. And here I am wearing motherfucking shacks and ones and shit and everybody else. So this shit was just bad. I had a, a very bad upbringing, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, um... Then I ended up moving to the country. This was when I was like 12. Fast forward by from when I stayed with Miss Dorothy from Petal, Mississippi, with her old ass, until goddamn in the country with another old couple. But they was a little younger. They was like in their late 40s, like almost finna be in their 50s. Well, really, they, they early 50s, like 51, 52 type shit. Miss Dorothy then was like in their 60s. Okay, so then, um, we, I moved out there to the country with Miss Velma Brown and, them, and Mr. Eddie Brown. They was cool. Now, don't get me wrong. They was cool. Especially Eddie Brown because he was a cool-ass dude. You know what I'm saying? He was very respected in the community. He was a police officer dedicated to this shit. You could tell he probably paid sports back in the day or some shit. Uh, ran track and field because he was swole. He was swole. And he, you know, he was cut with the shit. You know, to be an older guy in your 50s, he looked pretty damn good. No homo. You know, I'm all man and I love women. I love the... Yes, I love women, but... He was Action Jackson on some, on some Action Jackson shit, swole ass, older black dude with an afro and a mustache, like, like he would whoop your ass. Yeah, him. And then, you know, they had a nice house. You know, first time I experienced different shit, they had a nice house in the country, big ass fields and shit, like a whole bunch of land. They had pigs and cows, four-wheelers, dog. It was crazy. It was, not, it was a nice experience for a young person to experience such as myself. You know, the only problem that went wrong with that shit was they marriage started to go downhill because he was cheating on her. So, in that turn, she would treat me dirty because I was the one that was there all the time. He was a police, so he was always gone. So, when she found out he was cheating and shit, if I ever did something wrong, uh, like, you know, I'm a child. I'm like 11 and 12. So, if I ever did something wrong or got in trouble at school, I would get extra whipped. Like, I get, like, her anger and frustration off of that shit would get taken out on me. And I... I didn't know it at the time, you know what I'm saying? I just thought she was mean, mean. I mean, you know, she was mean, 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 and didn't like me and shit. But, because she used to do shit that made me feel like she was a mama. And then she used to do shit that made me feel like she hated me. So, it was confusing as fuck. So, when they was going through that shit, she will just take that shit out on me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm talking about, boy, crazy shit. Like, she used to make, her way of whooping me wasn't like no grabbing no belt and bending over. I'm finna smack your ass. Her whooping, whippings. Was like slave shit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All these black people are doing this shit. She'll make me strip ass naked. She'll go get a big ass drive towel that you drive with. You know what I'm saying? Now listen to this shit. 
and I'm going to let y'all tune in to the next episode because I got to end this because it's 20 minutes and I'm going to try to keep these sessions as short as I can so I can keep y'all wanting more. But it's getting intense, trust me. And then, you know, I'm going to have my ups and downs and everything because I don't really have nobody to talk to for us. You know, I mean, I have a, a fiance, but, you know, she done heard this before. I want other people to hear this so y'all can be like, wow, what? Really? You know? As far as me, like, writing a book or something, I should have wrote a book. But, you know, I think this podcast ain't going to really turn out to be my alternative to that situation. But anyway, she used to make me strip ass naked, butt naked. And she'll get a drive towel and run warm water. If she feeling hot, she'll, she, if she feeling her up to it, she'll run hot water on that shit. But most times she'll just run warm water on that shit. And she'll wrap that bitch up. You know, like, when you finna pop somebody, like, that type of shit, she'll wrap that bitch up like that, but instead of popping me, she'll slang that bitch like a big-ass, wet-ass whip, and I'm talking about, bro, that shit, you talking about something that, man, you can't go nowhere, like, you try to run that bitch long, so she gonna wrap, whatever she can hit you, she gonna hit you, and that shit right there will make your ass get right, I promise you, no matter what you feeling, tune in for the next episode, man, I got more coming. What's up, people? What's good? What's happening? What's popping with it? What's cracking? What's cracking? All that good stuff. It's your boy, again, Melanin Dread. Welcome back to the MLYO Show, My Life, Your Opinion, where I tell you about my life and you give your opinion, even though that shit don't matter. Ha ha! What's good with it? On today's segment, we're going to catch back up on the last one I did a couple of days ago about being an ex-foster kid and what was going on through all that when I was actually when I was actually a foster kid when I actually was a foster kid and I know yesterday I might have sounded kind of sick I was a little stuffy but I you know I got over it so hopefully you guys are in tune today so anyway like I was saying yesterday if you guys listen to my whole story until the end and when I told you I was gonna get y'all back to that part after I start my next segment so here we are all right so like I was saying, this woman I used to stay with, you know what I'm saying, she used to, when she get mad or whatever, when it's time for me to get a whooping, it wasn't no ordinary whoopings, man. It was just like uh, extraterrestrial shit. Like like I told you, she made me strip ass naked. She will run some hot water or warm water on a big ass drive tile and whoop a nigga like a motherfucking, like she trying to tame a horse. And you know, me being, what, 11, 11 years old, uh, about a hundred pounds, I think. I want to say, I was like eleven year old, eleven year old, probably like a hundred pounds, probably like I probably like ninety pounds, probably ninety five pounds, almost a hundred pounds. So you know, little husky do. So imagine me taking off my goddamn clothes, you know, being a little chunky, chubby, little eleven year old, you know, and get not like no goddamn Professor Clump type shit. Now come on now, y'all can't get all out of hand with the chubby. And, shit, so don't be thinking I got big ass jaws or big belly and titties and shit, nah, I had a little extra meat on my bones, you know, if you seen me before, if you go to my Instagram or whatever, my Facebook and look at my pictures, you know I ain't just no big ass nigga, I'm kinda husky, you know what I'm saying, I still fuck you up, you know what I'm saying, don't get it twisted, just cause I wear glasses, y'all niggas think shit be funny and shit, just cause I'm funny, fuck that, you made me mad, I'ma turn glitz on your bitch ass, when I was just winning the pool about 10 seconds ago, so, like I said, 
So, you know what I'm saying? After, you know, that shit went down or whatever, when she started beating a nigga and shit, and then she'll go take a nigga and buy, buy me some shoes or go buy me a new shirt or something or a new game for my PlayStation, which she bought. And, you know, next thing you know, I pretty much forget about the shit because she'll do something to make me forget about it. Okay. Then... This was like, you know what I'm saying, like six months into the shit. I literally just moved in with these people. And so she had, she has one, two children, I think. She had two children. Both of them was boys. One was the older cat that was in the military. His name was Raph, I think. Yeah, his name was Raph, Raphael Brown. But they call, we called him Raph. He was cool. Cool as a motherfucker. Kind of remind me of Timberland. Yeah, just because how he was, his swag and shit, and how he talked and shit. You know, he was a cool-ass dude. Had a big-ass, nice-ass house um, in Memphis, Tennessee. That was the first time i ever been outside the state when she took me to see her son and his family in Memphis. That was the craziest thing. And then we went to the mall and shit, man. Big-ass indoor mall. Like, man, for a kid from a poverty community and a, and a broken home background, Seeing shit like that really blew me away to them. It was like, you know, well, we see this shit all the time, or we come up here all the time, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it was like heaven, you know what I'm saying? This big giant-ass store with all these fly-ass clothes and shoes and shit everywhere. And I could just walk around, and she was just going to buy shit for me, you know what I'm saying? Like when Sean John, you know, uh, them little Sean John fits was popping back then, you know what I'm saying? With the little matching top and the bottom suede and all that shit I had. She bought me one of them, but my shit was like, my shit was like, uh, 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 what's that shit called? I had a Sean John one that was like cream and brown, cream and chocolate, and then I had one, it was like cream with the chocolate outline, and then it had like the Sean John emblem on the little chest. Boy, that bit was clean. Then she bought me some, uh, like some white, she bought me like some white Nikes, the ones that kind of look like Sacconis a little bit, but they Nikes. Y'all know what I'm talking about, with the little bottom of the shoe that look like shark teeth. You know what I'm talking about, them bitches were jumping then. So nigga, I was fly when I went to school, everybody wanted my shit. Cause she had bought me one Sean John and then she bought me a, she bought me a, uh, 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 what's that shit called y'all? A fat, one with fat abernum on it and shit. That bitch was clean. I think it was fat form or something. And it had like fat abernum and his homies and shit on like on one side of the leg and shit. And like on the little chest part and his man, for the 11 year old bro, I was clean bro, for real. She bought me that shit. So, okay. Like I said, you know, Ralph, he was cool, but his wife was pretty. Her name was Tanya. Then they had a little daughter that. Uh, her name was, uh, I don't even remember her name, but I know we used to call her. She, he, they called her Nunu, so I don't remember her name, but I just remember little Nunu. So, um, she was about, when I first met her, she was like six months crawling around and shit, you know what I'm saying? Then, like the next time I seen the little baby, it was like a year later and she was walking and shit. So, you know, I got used to them. He had, you, you know, Ralph was cool. He had a big ass house. You know, a big-ass house, you know, for a military man, you know, for, uh, as a kid, it was a big, nice house. If you can look up, if you can go in somebody's house and look up, and they ceiling fan is so tall that you probably gonna need a ladder to climb up that bitch and change a light bulb, that is a big-ass house. They had sliding back doors and shit. He had two cars. He had, like, an avalanche. When them bitches first came, he had one of them, and he had a Mustang. I ain't gonna never forget that shit, because I thought that shit, I, I'm thinking these niggas is rich. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so that was, you know, that was him, you know, that her kid. Then she had this other son, was a younger brother, was the younger, he was the younger brother. His name was Kendrea. Cool-ass nigga, like a hood-ass nigga. I mean, cool-ass dude, bro. He had, like, he had, like, gold in his mouth. He was a barber. Everybody knew him in the hood because he played sports. He played, like, 
basketball and football and shit. So he was like a, a neighborhood hero, I guess you want to say. He was he was cool, man. You know, he cut hair at the local barber shop and he had a Mustang. You know, so we stayed in the country, so he had a Mustang too. But he had a Mustang that like you could pick that bitch out in the crowd. It was like this trans what's that word this pearlescent orange orange and green and like purple so like it was more orange though it was like pearlescent orange but like if it hit hit the sun at different angles and shit it'll change colors like to green or, or like a, a light blue but it always had that orange accent in it man that sh- and he had that bitch on like 22s like i'm talking about that's when you know big timers and all that shit was jumping you know what i'm saying so it, this was like he, you know he had one of the hottest cars in the hood you know right now it'll be like a throwback you know what i'm saying but he was cool too okay so you know i told y'all you know about eddie brown you know his they daddy and shit you know action jackson you know the well-known uh uh uh, uh lieutenant eddie brown officer eddie brown whatever he was he had rank i remember seeing all them stars and shit on his police uh shirt so one day uh I came home early by myself because, you know, they used to let me stay at home by myself because, you know, I was older. By the time I was like 12, I was in like, what, the sixth grade? Yeah. So one day, you know, I asked, you know, Drill used to let me go play his game and shit. He had a, a PlayStation, you know, when them bitches was clean. He had like one of the first PlayStation Slims, one of the PlayStation Slims. Excuse me, y'all, I'm tripping. The first PlayStation Slim that came out, like the PlayStation 2 Slim, like the real, the tiny one. So... He used to let me play his shit, and that's when he had, like, Fight Night Round 3 and shit, and, and Tekken 3, and, you know, when all, all the new hot games, he had all that shit. All the Air Maxes that you see that niggas like, that's throwback, 95, 98s, all that. He had every color, every pair. He had all the suede suit, everything he had. Like, this nigga was head-to-toe matching with everything, and I always had jewelry on and shit. Like, you would, you would think he was a dope boy. I'm going to get to that later and let y'all know about that. So anyway, one day he let me play his game, and he uh, he had every pair of shoes like you could ever think of: Saucony, Reeboks, Nikes, Jordans, all that shit. Closet full of shit. So one day I went in his closet, and I got his game. It was like in a little Walmart bag: the wires, the PlayStation, the controllers, all that shit. The games was like on a little TV, on a TV stand, like you know one of them throwbacks that look like a bookshelf, but you actually put DVDs and VCs. Yeah, one of them. So I went to going through the games and shit. Goddamn. So I got curious. I started looking at his shoes, and you know me being twelve, I don't know what I don't know, what I was like a size eight, a size yeah. I think I was like a size eight, but he wore like a size ten, so I couldn't really wear his shoes. I think I was, well, I was like in a seven and a half or some shit, and he was like in a ten, eleven, and I couldn't wear none of his shoes. So I started going through his shoes, trying to see if he had like an old pair that he didn't wear anymore, and I could probably just you know because he was cool, so I wanted to be like him. Man, I went to looking under this dude bed. You know, which was the wrong thing to do for a 12 year old going swimming around. Man, I looked at this man in bed. I seen this Nike box. You know, like you get the Nike box at the, at the store, the orange with the white check marks. Brand new looking box. So I pulled it out from under the bed. Thank you. You know, he probably got some exclusive bitches in this motherfucker. Man, I pulled out the box, bro. Now, me being a 12 year old, I didn't know nothing about this shit at the time, but something told me it was wrong. I don't know why. I guess because, you know, the way that I, I grew up in, in, in the hood and all this shit around niggas smoking weed and all this shit. So when I pulled out the box, I opened up the box. This man had like two big dumbass freezer bags, Ziploc bags of weed. And you can smell the shit, but and you couldn't smell it until I opened it. So I opened the shit. Like I opened a box and as soon as I seen it, why did I know that that was bad? 
why did I know I had to go tell his daddy there was a police officer that he had some shit under the bed? Like, I don't even, to this day, I still can't figure that shit out because I had never seen weed before. I had never seen weed before up until that time that I saw that shit under that man's bed. Okay, so okay, yeah, I was a little kid doing a little dumb shit. Okay, you can call me a hater, whatever the fuck you want. That's why it's called my life, your opinion. Who cares? I don't. Anyway, so I pulled the box out, opened the shit up. He had weed, like two, it had to be like two pounds in these big ass bags, like two pounds. So I put the shit back on the thing and I went in my room and I went to playing my game. And sh- you know, no, I started back playing his game, playing boxing shit. Then I got bored, put that shit back up, put it back in the closet. Then I went in my room and started playing my PlayStation 1. You know, so yeah, I'm watching TV and shit, you know what I'm saying? And as soon as Eddie got home, I don't know what the fuck came over me, y'all. I don't know, but I went in there and I told him, I was like, man, he got something on his bed you might want to look at. And I don't know, as a 12-year-old, how did I know that that was bad? I still don't get it. If y'all can help me with that, help me with that. Have y'all ever experienced something when you was young and don't know why exactly why you did something or you don't know what was the cause of you to do it? So, cause I, I'm still stuck on that shit. So anyway, I went and told his daddy that he had some shit under the bed. And I guess he actually went back there and looked for the shit. And I guess when he found out it was weed, they got into an argument and everything. Cause I'm in my room. I'm in my room. And then she, I guess he called Kendrell over. I guess he called Drell to the house because shit, he showed up. So I'm in my room. My room is literally like I could take three steps across the hallway and be in you know, my mom, my foster mom and dad room, Eddie Brown room. So the whole time, I'm li- just sitting in my room in my lazy boy chair, listening to him fussing his son. You don't supposed to bring that shit in my house and, and blah, 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 blah. And I raised you better than that. I can't believe you. You know, I got all type of shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, in my head, I'm like, what have I done? He ain't going to never trust me again. He ain't going to never be cool with me again. You know what I'm saying? So think about how I'm feeling. So I'm thinking, you know. All this drama and shit I've been through with my life, I just thought, you know, all the bad shit that always happened to me, I just figured something bad was going to happen. So I'm sitting there listening, and I got afraid, because I'm thinking he finna come, his son finna come to the room and beat me up or something. I didn't know at the moment that grown folks can't beat up shit. I mean, grown folks can do whatever they want and go to jail or die or whatever. They just going to do what they want because they grown. But me being 12, I thought he was going to come beat me up or some shit because I just told on him. I mean, niggas know, I mean... Humans know what happens when you snitch or when you tell on somebody. You know you done did something wrong, so it's going to be something coming behind him most of the time. So I thought he was going to come beat me up some shit. So what I did, I walked across the room. And, like, to get to my closet, I had to walk across the door. So when I walked across the door to him, it looked like I was eavesdropping. I mean, I can understand how that shit look. You already mad. I done told on you and shit and then blah, 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 blah. So I went and got in the closet, and it was like a two-door closet. So... He seen me go in that bitch and close the door. And I actually saw him walk out the room and look in my room like, nigga, I saw you type shit. So I just really wanted him to leave. So you get this shit over with. So blah, blah, blah. And you know, the funny thing was, he was my barber. His mama took me to his shop every damn day, every Sunday to get my hair cut. So I knew, you know, it was going to be weird for me to sit in that man's chair and him cut my hair. Knowing I'm the one that got him kicked out. I'm the one that got him kicked out the house. You know what I'm saying? So how I supposed to feel about that? Okay. So come this Sunday, this had this had to be like matter of fact, this happened on like a Friday because it was like my last day of school because you know the weekend was coming up. So this man came, uh, you know Sunday came and she took me to the shop to get my hair cut and shit. Man, I'm feeling weird as fuck. Cause like man, I just told on you. 
and you got to cut my hair. You know what I'm saying? At a barbershop, all black men know that when you go in a barbershop, bro, they talk about all they shit, all they problems, everything that's going on. Like how the women do when they go to the nail salon, they talk about their man, talk about their job, talk about their house and their kids and shit. Niggas do the same shit at the barbershop. So I'm just knowing this nigga done went in like, man, I got this little weak-ass foster brother. He done went in there and told everything. He's a little punk-ass. I can't stand that little nigga, all this shit, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that's what had happened. So as soon as I walked in there, I'm talking about like, it was like eight chairs, eight barbers in that bitch. As soon as I walked in the door, he looked at me. Drell looked at me. And like four other niggas turned their head and looked at me. He just started laughing. Like he was like, there he go, y'all. There, there, there you go. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh shit. I'm 12, man. I'm 12. And it's a it's a, a barbershop full of grown niggas. Man, goddamn, I'm guessing. You know, his mama knew, you know, Miss Brown knew he was going to talk about the shit or something. So she left, and it was the first time she ever did this shit. Usually she sit in that bitch. Actually, I'm lying. She usually do leave and go somewhere and then come back. So she left. <laughs> she left. And goddamn, soon as she walked out the door, you know what I'm saying? I was quiet for like the whole first 30 minutes waiting on my chance to get in the chair or whatever. So my turn come up, goddamn, I get in the chair, this man didn't say shit to me, you know what I'm saying, he laughed and snickled a little bit, but not like no, yeah, fuck that little nigga type shit, it was like, <laughs> this little man snitched on me, man, I can't believe this, I thought we was cool, so you know what I'm saying, basically, you know, he started cutting my hair, whatever, and, and, and then it came out, he was like, man, why, why you do it, bro, and you know what I'm saying, me being 12, I just told you, I didn't know nothing about no weed until I seen it, I just knew it was bad, how did I know that, I don't know, so, Drill was like, man, damn, why you do it? You know what I'm saying? You know, man, my daddy got into it and shit. I seen you eavesdropping and shit when you walked down to the thing. You know what I'm saying? And right when I was finna tell him, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't eavesdropping. I was trying to hide from you so you wouldn't beat me up. He didn't even let me finish talking, I guess, because he was mad. You know, he didn't want his niggas to feel like, I guess, I let a 12-year-old get the flow over me or whatever. So, he, in the midst of me finna say, I wasn't eavesdropping. Yes, you was. Yes, you was. I saw you when you. So, when he did all that shit, I just cutthroat. You know what I'm saying? I let him talk. And, you know, he was cutting my hand shit. You could tell he was kind of angry, like how he grabbed, you know how the barber grab your head, they turn your head, trying to turn the shit so they can line you up. This nigga had a little grip, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? And all that shit just started adding up. Then I started thinking about what I did and started feeling bad. I started crying and shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Not like, <gasps> none of that bitch shit, so don't try to play me, niggas. None of y'all. <laughs> so, um. I started, you know, sniffling and shit. You know, tears start falling my eyes, bro. He stopped. He was like, man, what you crying for? You know what I'm saying? He was like, and then I guess he started realizing, goddamn, what he was doing was adding up to, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he's like, man, stop that, man. We don't cry. We don't do that. We men. You know what I'm saying? This was the first time, like, as far as, like, some manly figure shit was really telling me, you know, this is what the world is about. So, we don't do that, man. We don't cry because when you cry, people think you weak. And they're going to always think you weak. And they're going to remember the time that you cried. So, he was like, man, I'm not mad at you. I'm just really, I'm disappointed. I didn't think you would did nothing like that. Or, or better yet, go in my room snooping around for shit. Like, I, how did you find my shit? You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know me. I, I told him. He was under the bed. What you doing under my bed, bro? Because you got all them shoes and I thought them was some new shoes. And that shit made him laugh. You know what I'm saying? I guess he thought I was in there trying to get him in trouble or, you know, just getting into shit. But really, I was just looking for some more shoes. And I guess once he found that shit out that I was just looking for some shoes, it's like I could look at him and tell it was a relief that like, oh, so he wasn't really in there snooping through shit. He was just looking through my shoes 
and thought he was gonna find another, you know, so once he said, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, I'm not mad at you, I'm just, you know, it disappointed me, and you know, it, it hurt me a little bit, because I thought you was my little brother, he was like, I never had a little brother, so you was gonna be my cooler brother, he said this shit in front of everybody, all these niggas in the barbershop, you know what I'm saying, so if you mad enough to lower yourself down to a 12-year-old and tell him, you know what I'm saying, you hurt, you hurt me a little bit, or I'm disappointed and all that shit, you know, as a little brother type shit, you like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, I ain't gonna never do that shit again. I ain't gonna... So, a long story short, after that shit happened, he stopped coming around a lot more. Like, usually he used to come by the house all the time and, you know, beat a nigga head in on that motherfucking fight night round three or they taking or he'll come in there and, you know, change his clothes and spend a... He used to spend a night, maybe. I mean, because he had a room in there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So... He started coming around and shit, and, you know, uh, he started getting into trouble and shit, so after that shit started happening, I think, I always thought it was me that, that that made all that bad shit start happening, you know, that's what you do when you're young, when you can't find an answer to the shit, so, um, right after that incident happened, well, you know, he stopped coming by the house and shit, and, you know, he started lessening up his visits, that's when the shit got bad, like, like, Eddie goddamn started taking with me him taking him with me when he go do his little dirty work. Not like all the time, but like I remember three Pacific times he took me. Um he took me, we went to the park or something, and he met with this woman. And goddamn, he basically just told me to chill in the car, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, he left the car running, you know, chill in the car for a minute, blah, blah, blah. I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? He bought me snacks and shit, so I was good. So, like, he set the shit up like he had done this shit before. So, you know, he came back, and he never said, you know what I'm saying, don't say nothing or don't tell your mama or none of this shit. It's like he knew that I wasn't going to say nothing. Or, I don't know. I don't know how he knew this. I guess he knew I, he intimidated me, but either way, he played that shit well because nigga went, went excuse me, y'all. Uh, and clip my nose. So, it's like when... When she came to me, when Velma came, her, his wife came to me and asked me questions. She said, have you seen other women in here? You in Hell no, nah, I don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm 12. I mean, I know everything, but I ain't going to tell you shit. Like, that's not what I said. I, I mean, I thought it. I thought it. But in my head, I said that. But when she asked me, I'd be like, no, uh, ain't no other women been over here. Ain't no other woman been in your bed. I don't know what you talk about. You know what I'm saying? It just be me and him. So the last thing I remember is like he went on like a date out of town. Cause he took me with him. This was the first time I ever been to Biloxi. This was before Katrina hit. Cause when I when we came down here, I thought we was in Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Cause it took a little minute. You know what I'm saying? Cause we stayed in Canton, Mississippi. That's like the country. That's like Yazoo City. Look up Yazoo City. I'm telling you, that's like the country, 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 country. And we was in Canton, like extra country. So, okay. He took me to Biloxi, and it was the first time I went on this Dolphin Island thing excursion where you get on this little ship. This little mini ship thing, and they got snacks and food on it. Other people sitting on there, and they take you out in the water, and you see dolphins and shit swimming and shit, and then you get off and walk to the little thing and buy shit. It's like a, a excursion or some shit. Dolphin Island. I, I remember the shit, because it was the first time I seen dolphins. The first time I ever been in the water, well, in the ocean. The first time I ever seen casinos and shit. So it was a beautiful experience for me, not knowing that this man was cheating on his wife the whole time. So... Okay, so after that happened, he brought me back and shit, you know what I'm saying? Now, he did tell me, don't speak on this shit. Don't say nothing about goddamn where we went, you know what I'm saying? He did tell me that shit, but he never said, don't say, 
you saw me with another woman or you he never said he just like don't say we went to Biloxi don't tell her we went to just tell her we went up the road and you know just it's a little simple shit for me not to get confused and fuck like he knew what he was doing the man was smooth as shit so okay after that shit happened and shit they start getting the bad arguments and shit and and goddamn uh then one of the dogs that they had for a long time had died and then they got uh another dog a rock roller that grew exponentially in like six months man it was crazy like that dog got so goddamn big in like six months that shit was goddamn ridiculous um he was cool then he started getting vicious after a while so i started i stopped fucking with him even though i had knew him since he was a puppy but when that nigga got big like a hundred some pounds i stopped fucking with that nigga yeah like he ain't know me no more okay okay so long story short so i told you the woman used to beat the shit out of me so eventually it started getting so bad to the point she used to leave whips and shit on me but after i go to sleep and wake up in the morning them whips would be gone because i used to say i'm gonna use this for i'm gonna use this for um, evidence that she beat me so when my social worker comes see me I can be like look she is beat me look at this shit so one day I got smart I got real smart I said uh I got cause I got tired of the shit man I got tired of feeling like I she could just beat me whenever she get mad so one day I went to school and I went to just sucking on my arm like literally putting hickeys all over my arms and shit that look like bruises like she been beating me so I could get the fuck up out of there and man that shit worked so when my social worker came to the house, like that last time, it's like she couldn't tell her nothing. Like, where you get these whips and shit from? Where you get the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy, bro. Like, it worked. Genuinely, she couldn't even explain herself. Like, she didn't even know if she did it, but I had did the shit. Okay, so by this time, I was like 12. 12, yeah. Okay. Tune in to the next episode. I don't want to leave y'all hanging. Thanks for checking in at the My Life, Your Opinion show. This your boy, Mun. Uh, that boy, 40, whatever you want to call me. And I said 40 like a gun, not farted like gas. So, fuck you. Um. Anyway, hit me up for the next episode. I'm going to tune y'all in on what happened after I left this last foster home. Appreciate y'all.